Hey everyone, welcome to the Horror Geek Podcast from HorrorGeekLife.com. I'm your host, Melissa, and this week I'm flying solo, which is something I'm going to be doing more often in between our bi-weekly regular podcast episodes. So during those weeks, I'm just going to check in with some news and talk about whatever's going on at the time. So today I want to talk about the most anticipated horror films coming out this year. I recently did a list of these for Horror Geek Life, where if you check out that article, you can find trailers, release information, etc. Doing that, I realized that 2023 is going to be another stellar year for horror. Just like we've seen in the last few years, we're going to have some solid standalone content, but we're also going to have some additions to big franchises. So before we get into all of that, though, let's dive into some news. Wednesday has officially been renewed for season two on Netflix. Since the series debuted back in November, it has consistently stayed at the top and it's getting rave reviews. So it's no surprise that this is going to get a season two. Now, Wednesday, of course, is played by Jenna Ortega, who goes off to Nevermore Academy in the footsteps of her parents. The show is super fun. If you're into Tim Burton, if you like his aesthetic, if you like his style, you're definitely going to enjoy Wednesday if you're one of the few people that haven't seen the series yet. But of course, there's no information yet on what the plot might cover and when that might be coming out. One horror film that we're going to talk about here in just a moment, Megan has now been released as of today. So January 6th is release day for this Blumhouse Atomic Monster movie. And not only is it a hit on Rotten Tomatoes with a 94% critic approval rating, it's 78% audience. But just from its Thursday opening alone, it's brought in almost $3 million. It's expected to earn up to $20 million opening weekend. So it is definitely showing signs of being a horror hit. So next up, Sarah Michelle Gellar has recently talked about the realization that the Buffy the Vampire Slayer set was a, quote, extremely toxic male set. She talked about this as a roundtable hosted by The Wrap, and her exact quote about this was, For so long, I was on a set that I think was known for being an extremely toxic male set. And so that was ingrained in my head that that was what all sets were like, and that women were pitted against each other, that if women became friends, then we became too powerful, and so you had to keep that down. Now, Sarah Michelle Gellar is just one of several Buffy actors who have now spoken out about Joss Whedon's conduct and influence on the set. The other actors who have said things publicly include Charisma Carpenter, Michelle Trachenberg, and Amber Benson. Now, in the past, she has said that she is extremely grateful that her name is associated with Buffy Summers, but she is not happy that it is associated with Joss Whedon. So will Sarah Michelle Gellar ever return to this role? It is probably extremely unlikely, even in this world of legacy sequels, reboots, and remakes. So lastly, if you have any Christmas money burning a hole in your pocket, then you should probably visit Scream Factory. So Scream Factory has recently announced some really awesome 4K and Blu-ray releases, and I'm not affiliated. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just simply letting you know about some awesome titles coming. So first up on February 7th is the Bubba Hotep Collector's Edition 4K. Next is Streets of Fire 4K on March 14th. Razorback Blu-ray release on March 14th also. Dr. Giggles is getting a Blu-ray release on March 21st. Dead Silence is getting an awesome 4K release on March 28th. And one of my all-time personal favorites, The Exorcist 3 is getting a 4K release on March 28th. 
Now let's go ahead and talk about the most anticipated horror films coming out this year. And of course, Megan has already kicked things off and it looks to be going strong this weekend. Before this was released, the hype for this movie was extremely real. We have seen her pitted against Chucky. We have seen her pitted against Tiffany. We have seen memes. We have seen Jason Blum dressed up as her as Halloween. And I feel like with the way things are continuing to go, we are going to see a lot of Megan's this Halloween. So if you enjoy the murderous doll subgenre, then this is definitely one that you're going to want to go check out. So the next release that we're really looking forward to is Infinity Pool on January 27th. It's actually coming to Sundance on the 22nd, but it will be released by Neon on the 27th. So that's when everyone not going to Sundance can check that out. This one is directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who, of course, is son of David Cronenberg. And he also directed the 2020 film Possessor. Along with Mia Goth, who is very much an it person right now in horror after Ty West, Pearl, and X, is going to be Alexander Skarsgård and Cleopatra Coleman. It's going to follow a couple who are enjoying all-inclusive beach vacation on an island when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. Now, because this is a Cronenberg film, uh, no matter if it's David or Brandon, I think that we can always expect surreal horror. So again, that one comes out on the 27th. Taking us into February is M. Night Shyamalan's newest film, which this one has actually got me pretty excited. Even though I wasn't a fan of Old, which came out in 2021, it was probably my least favorite major release of the year uh, within the genre, but this one actually has me excited. Not only is it based on a novel by Paul Tremblay, but it also has a really great cast with Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff, Ben Aldridge, and Rupert Grint. Now, this one follows a family who is being held hostage by strangers, claiming that they have to make a sacrifice to prevent the apocalypse. Is this going to be M. Night's rise back up to glory? Some people think it is, and I guess we'll find out in under a month. Next is Elizabeth Banks' directed Cocaine Bear coming on February 24th. Cocaine Bear is going to be exactly what you think it is, <laughs> and it's based on a true story. Cocaine Bear is going to follow a bear who gets very high on cocaine, and because of that, he goes on a murderous rampage. Now, the film is going to take some liberties because in real life, the bear was not only a lot smaller than what this bear is going to be, but it also, as far as we know, didn't go on a murderous rampage. It did, however, ingest quite a bit of cocaine and then unfortunately passed away. This one looks to be a really, really fun ride, and I'm excited about it. So March 10th is going to see the release of Scream 6. This is going to follow the survivors of Scream 5, which came out last year and was just titled Scream. Based on the posters that have been coming out and the hints coming out, it looks like it's going to parallel Scream 2 quite a bit. I actually have an article about this on Horror Geek Life that breaks down the two recent posters. So if you want to check those out, but this one is going to follow the survivors going to college in New York City. So we are leaving Woodsboro behind and we are going to the Big Apple. Now, of course, absent from the film is Nave Campbell, who has played Final Girl Sydney Prescott since the very beginning. And via deadline, Campbell did put out a statement that explained that she didn't believe that she was getting an offer that was worthy of her position within this film franchise. 
It's going to be interesting to see how they take this film from a Sydney franchise and move it forward. But we will definitely be finding out here in just a couple of months. On April 14th comes one of the most anticipated of all of the anticipated titles, and that is Renfield by Universal Pictures. So Renfield is going to follow Dracula's iconic henchman. He has grown sick and tired of serving his master, and he's ready to move on with his life. It is a toxic work relationship from hell. The new trailer just recently launched this week, and it is fantastic. It took my excitement level from probably around a 6 out of 10, and it amped it all the way up. So if you haven't seen that trailer yet, you definitely should check it out, and I think it's going to get you pretty excited. Renfield is going to be played by Nicholas Hult, while Nick Cage takes on the role of Dracula. So the story is from Robert Kirkman, who of course we know from The Walking Dead, and Ryan Ridley, who has worked a lot on Rick and Morty. Um, Along with that, the director is Chris McKay, who did the Lego Batman movie. So I think with this crew together, we are really going to get something very witty, very intelligent, and also completely silly at the same time. Again, I'm super looking forward to this one. On April 21st, Salem's Lot has been adapted two times already. First was in 1979 by Toby Hooper, and the second one was in 2004. Now, both of these were made-for-TV miniseries. This is going to be the first time Salem's Lot gets adapted for a feature film. The director on this is going to be Annabelle writer Gary Doberman. This film has seen quite a bit of delays so far, and we haven't really seen any new material at all. So we're hoping that this one does come out on April 21st, but... It also wouldn't be too shocking if we end up getting some delays, so stay tuned for news on that. Also releasing on April 21st is Evil Dead Rise. This is going to be the fifth film in the Evil Dead series, and it's not going to feature Ash Williams, of course, played by Bruce Campbell. This is instead going to follow two adult sisters who end up facing deadites in a dilapidated apartment building in L.A. So director Lee Cronin has taken the story out of the cabin in the woods and putting us in a bustling city. But if you've seen the trailer, which also came out this week, it really, really works. And while we will definitely miss Ash, I think it's going to be a really great way to hopefully continue the series. We'll see what they do with that on April 21st. So next, just after the July 4th holiday on July 7th, we can check out Insidious Fear the Dark. So the story is going to be by Lee Winnell, who I'm a huge fan of, and also Scott Teams, who worked on Halloween Kills, with Patrick Wilson getting his directorial debut. This film is going to be set 10 years after the end of the previous two films, and again, it's going to star Patrick Wilson, who drops his son Dalton off at university. But of course, once he gets there, his past comes to haunt him, and so do the demons. Along with the Insidious franchise getting a new movie, so is the Conjuring franchise. The Nun 2 is coming out on September 8th, and it's going to be a direct sequel to 2018's The Nun. As you might remember from the first film, Sister Irene believes that she has defeated Valak, but we unfortunately see that poor Maurice is actually possessed. While the first film took place in 1952's Romania, this one is going to be set four years later in France. James Wan talked to The Hollywood Reporter about the sequel and said that it does tie back to Lorraine's story and that it will all come full circle. Now, speaking of possessions, the next film coming up, our second to last on this list, is The Exorcist, coming on October 13th. 
David Gordon Green, who just wrapped up his Halloween trilogy with Halloween Ends, is now taking on The Exorcist. He is going to again collaborate with Scott Teams, who I just mentioned, and Danny McBride, along with Peter Sattler, to bring The Exorcist back. This one is going to be a direct sequel to the 1973 classic, just as we saw in 2018 with Halloween being a direct sequel to the original. Along with this, the original star Ellen Burstein is returning as Chris McNell. So the film's plot is pretty familiar as it follows a 12-year-old girl who's possessed as her mom seeks the help from two priests. I'm kind of in the middle with this because even though I didn't enjoy the entire Halloween trilogy, I am excited to see what he does with The Exorcist. For the last film on our list, this is coming just in time for Halloween. It's going to be Saw 10. Tobin Bell's Jigsaw is confirmed to return for the film, and we're really not sure how at this point because, of course, in the franchise, Jigsaw is dead. Despite being called Saw 10, some are speculating that it could fall earlier in the timeline, but of course, we could also just see him through flashbacks and videotapes. While any details of the plot is firmly under wraps at this point, it will have the same director as Saw 6 and Saw 3D, and a story by the same writers as Jigsaw and Spiral. So we are definitely excited to find out more about that one, but it probably won't come until later in the year. And that wraps up this episode on the most anticipated horror films coming out this year. Hopefully there's a few titles that you're getting excited about. And of course, keep in mind that there will be other titles that we didn't discuss on this list. There's a lot of content right now that is TBA 2023. I didn't include that because we don't know if that's coming out this year or if it's going to get a delay. So once those all get confirmed, we will, of course, cover it at Horror Geek Life and probably even on this podcast. And don't forget, there's going to be some stellar indie content that comes out this year that is also not covered. These are just the major releases. So with that, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to follow, subscribe, review, and connect with us on social media at Horror Geek Life. And I'm at Horror Geek Mel on Instagram. Until next week. Bye. <laughs>